Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Blood Guilt, I, Cain, Kill, Abel. We focus on blood guilt, which is a word that is not discussed much. Plain and simple, we can find an example of it. Redemptive Light Shines The redemptive light shines forth in this world. We know darkness cannot comprehend it. The light of Jesus Christ gives life that life is eternal. It is amazing countries like China fear Christianity. And the following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Don't miss these posts. Battleground World Report on Classic Warn Radio Series. With the threat of a war breaking out at any moment between Israel and Iran, there are others who want war as well. Hebrews Revelation Series Classic Warn Radio presents this in-depth study in nine parts, all found in this post. The book of Hebrews presents the Christos, the Christ, the Messiah, as the Son of God. Spiritual Warfare Fighting God, the Kingdom War, Part 6 on Sound the Shofar. Spiritual warfare encompasses that aspect of Christianity when we realize that flesh and blood is not our enemy. Although they hate, kill, steal, and do whatever they can to hurt us, the real, in- the real enemy is battled in the spiritual realm. And don't miss our latest Warren Radio episodes from week of April 12th through April 14th. Distress of nations, terrorists, righteous, war, miracles, Christian persecution at Warren Radio. Enlarge thy tent, Isaiah's prophetic book, part 169 on battle lines. He who comes, Revelation, throne of iniquity, part 9 on sound the shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Google Play, Angus and Robertson, and many more. The Rising ebook can also be found on Google Play. You can get your copy of The Rising by going to Dana Glenn Smith, and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now, I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yes. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. It's another wonderful evening to be here. Yeah. You know, it helps to have nice weather. So, with that... You know, we're a little bit away uh, away from the real summer around here. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of storms and various other things going on this, this spring. All, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of stuff going on. So, at any rate... We are in Isaiah. Boy, it's hard to believe how long we've been going. Four years since 2019. It's a long time. Well, it is. You know, we're seeing the light of day, so... (laughs) Light at the end uh, of the tunnel. We only got about... uh, Ten chapters to go. Do you realize we've done fifty-three chapters? Yeah. We we're got a little, uh, a little more, more than ten left. We because there's sixty-six books. So, but we're getting there. Yes, we are. Getting down the road like a slow toad. Well, speaking of slow toads, the things that are happening in this country just gradually take over everything. You know, the people that are plotting. You know, I was thinking we ought to put everybody in jail that plotted this. Because the way things are today are the direct result of people that plotted and planned to take down America. Yes. And so, we are in the process... Of you know, watching these people try to complete what they began, but what they don't know is this thing ain't over. That is a fact, and we're trusting our God for deliverance because, frankly, the sins of America are heavy. And many of the Democrat, and I think a lot of the Republicans, all ignore it. But God isn't going to. Nope. And God is going to deliver the righteous. Because there is a righteous remnant in America that believe in miracles. Thank the Lord that there is righteous out there. So at any rate, Isaiah part 170. Okay. Great mercies bring us to part 170 in Isaiah's prophetic book. 
if there were any doubts as to if Judah would be delivered from judgment and captivity, there are none now. The Lord especially makes sure the prophet uses six different names of God with a special relationship connected to Judah. This occurs within the scriptures of chapter 54 and verses 4 through 7. To be sure, God is not mocked and those who refuse to repent found the wrath and with it death. But here in judgment the people found mercy and blessing. A sure lesson to the world of nations, especially America today, which is, which has a problem of sin and pride. Don't count the Lord short and don't test his resolve. And now back to you and I'll see you on the other side. You know, that's so true. So here we are. Isaiah 54 and verse 4. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. You know, as Albert Brooks points out here, the image of a female of the female that was barren is kept up and the idea is that there should be no occasion of the shame which she felt who had no children and the reason Isaiah didn't have any children they were in captivity that's what we're talking about the widowhood the widow is Judah in captivity while the father was the husband of Judah. That's one of the thing ways that uh, he described. And you find that a lot. But see, they're coming out of captivity. So the thing here, they don't have any reason to be ashamed anymore. Judah is married to Jehovah again. Forgiveness is here. Deliverance is in the works. Forgiveness. Blessing. And this also just continues with the thing that I've said for all along when we talk about judgment. Judgment is redemptive, even in America, even in these days. And make no mistake about it. God is not sending judgment to kill everybody and blow up the earth. Matter of fact, when we talk about the trouble in the earth, it says of the Lord when he comes back that he will destroy those, meaning people on the earth, who have destroyed the earth. And see, they destroyed the earth when they were pushing their agendas against other nations. And in the process, people got killed. And we know there's a lot of them that got killed because Scripture says that the days would be shortened for the election's sake. And if those days weren't shortened, there would be no flesh left alive. <clears throat> well, the issue with that is, the way we've been seeing the left, the way we've been seeing President Biden and those up in this White House, and the way that they don't care about the border, and the way so many things are happening to make it Number one, dangerous. Number two, our enemies are here. Number three, we have got people in this country that are enemies and want to hurt this country and destroy it. And you can find that same kind of thing when God was dealing with Judah. And God is dealing with America. And he's shaken everything. And so when we look at this, we need to remember something. Other nations have gone through this. Now it's America's turn. 
And we've got people that think it's cutesy just to reject the Lord God and go against Scripture and forget the Christians and, and everything else that have warned this nation. This nation was born, bred, and founded on the Word of God. We've had churches, we've had big revivals since the beginning. And frankly, all those, including Barack Obama, who pushes his brand of a new world, along with a lot of others, they don't have any right to this. They don't have any right to the land. They don't have any right to change and do as they want. Biden don't have any right to do what he's doing. The only thing he's been doing is just writing into law things and signing them, and that becomes law. That's not law. Not at all. But you see, this thing says, Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither shalt thou be confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. See, what had happened to Judah is over. And so, you have a tendency to remember the bad things. But in this case, they're told, don't fear anymore. You're not going to be put to shame anymore. Don't be confounded, for I'm here. You're not going to be put to shame. Forget the shame of your youth. What happened? And you're not going to remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore because he is betrothed again to Judah. Now we fast forward to the new covenant. Through Christ Jesus, we are the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. And we're going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so we may be here and we may be going through things that cause us shame or worry or fear or being confounded. But our God is on the throne. And this thing is not over. And we can fight back by faith. So there's a lot of things in these verses that relate directly to what's happening in America today. You can apply these things. The church of Jesus Christ should not be fearful. They also should not be caught up in sin and iniquity. See, that's what happened with Judah. Now you see, the one thing that I see in this verse, though, I see the inner workings of restoration, of course for Israel, but also for the Gentiles as we apply the same thing. Because God doesn't want to destroy you even the wicked he doesn't want to destroy and he's going to give the wicked a chance to repent and there's going to be people that will repent people even today are sick of what the, this minority of people have done Biden is only one small president among many and he'll go down his history as one of the most lamest left wing people to have run a country in the ground in history. He will not be heralded for anything good. He will be remembered for what happened to America. And there will be those who have been pushing this and supporting Biden and others who brings America into the dust because they want their own version. But see, you're not the one that founded this country. It was founded by people who believed and trusted in the Lord God. And all along we've had people who took God up on his word, his redemption and everything else. And so we look at this when we see Judah. She doesn't she doesn't have to worry about the captivity or Babylon. She don't have to worry about Babylon and her armies. For Judah is reunited with her husband. 
the Lord God. You know, one, one scripture that I want to bring out here is Leviticus 26.6. And I'll give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you a parade. I will rid evil beasts out of the land, and neither shall the sword go through your land. Now the reason the sword went through the land of both Judah and Israel, the northern tribes, is because of sin and falling away from the Lord. Now see, you in America haven't even begun to see the sword going through your land yet. That is the thing you need to be warned about. Because if you think that you're going to bring this nation down to create something that you can enjoy your own lusts and destroy other people who disagree with you, you're wrong. I take you to task in the name of the Lord you will understand this once it happens. And unless you repent, there will be no hope for you. Because all those who sow to the flesh will be, will of the flesh reap corruption. And God is no respecter of persons. But Leviticus 26.6 tells us a covenant promise. I will give peace in the land and you will lie down and you're not going to be afraid. I will rid evil beasts out of the land, and neither shall the sword go through your land. These are very important. Kyle and Delish says it this way, Israel was not to fear anymore, or to be overcome by a feeling of shame, the consequence upon her state of punishment, or so to behave herself as to leave no room for hope. For the, a state of things was about to commence in which she would have no need to be ashamed. God was in the process of delivering her. And see today, we're right in the thick of it. And they haven't even completed their agenda yet. But we need to stand up with faith and understand the same God that delivered Judah is the same God that can deliver us. Because sin is never forever. For the sinner is soon destroyed out of the land. But the righteous inherit the blessings of God. Now you may not like righteousness. That's really not an issue. You may not like Christians and may blame Christians, but that's not even an issue. Because the issue is the Lord God. <clears throat> the issue with Judah and the northern tribes was the Lord God. The issue with Babylon and how she treated Judah was with the Lord God. You're not going to get away from the Lord God. You're not going to get away from Yeshua, Jesus Christ, being King of kings and Lord of lords. And in Revelation 1, he calls himself the Almighty. And Almighty means that, Almighty. Your proclivities, your big mouth, you striving to hurt people will only put it to where you are going to run directly into death because you have chosen death over life. Israel, once they got through this, that was a good day. See, and as I've said before, being in captivity, that's when she's regarded as a widow. Now see, the Lord God was her husband, but he had forsaken her for her moment but since he's restored her it's back now the one thing we want to show out here in this section is Isaiah 54 5 now this is important when you talk about how important it is now see God reveals himself to Moses Moses wanted to see the glory of the Lord, and the Lord said, I'll pass by you. 
and let you see my hinder parts, and when I pass by, I'll, I'll put my hand over you to protect you. In Isaiah 54, 5, For thy maker is thine husband. Lord, maker or ruler, that's what that... The Lord Jehovah of hosts. That means the Lord over all agencies. And everything there is is connected to him. Whether it be blessing, redemption, or judgment. And thy Redeemer, the Holy One, or the Sacred God of Israel. Because it says here, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. So you have that name. So he calls himself thy maker. He calls himself the Lord of hosts, which is Jehovah, which is over all agencies. That means everything. He calls himself the Redeemer, the Holy One, the Sacred One of Israel. And Israel here, of course, that was the name of Jacob, which... He was known as Israel. He will rule as God. And then the God is Elohim, which is plural. So you see all these names applying. I mean, you know, he is the husband. He's the Lord. He's the maker, the ruler. He's the one who is over every agency, no matter whether it's hardship, worship, or, or anything else. He is the Redeemer. He is the Holy One, the Sacred God, and He's connected to Israel. But today, He's also connected to all those who will repent and believe on Yeshua and walk in the light as Yeshua is in the light. 1 John 1. And because He is called the Holy One of Israel, that name Israel, meaning he will rule as God, refers to Jacob. And as Christians, we are going to be, con we are connected to the Lord. And when we get through all this, as scripture says, we'll be kings and priests unto God forever. And he's called the God of the whole earth. You know, you have a lot of people and they all have different gods and different beliefs, but there's only one true and living God and only one Savior. And the promise went through Isaac and that's where the Lord came from. And in Matthew, he spends time connecting the Lord down the line. So you know where the seed passed through. So you see maker and thine husband. This is denoting majesty. Maker and husband. Yahweh of hosts. Or Jehovah of hosts. It reveals majesty and honor. See, as Yahweh would care for Israel in this matter, coming out of captivity, so the Lord will take his church under his protection and care. And Kylan Deleach, and I like I like this, and that's why I'm putting it in here. By such expressions as these, and we look at the names, we look at the emphasis here of of the description of God and what he calls himself. And these are so important here. They represent all the plural uh, the pu uh, plurality or all that there is within this divine nature. But yet it's one. 
And so the religion of revelation, Kyle and Delise say, both Israelitish and Christian will exhibit itself as embodying all that is true in polytheism. And he that is entered into the relation of husband to Jerusalem. I mean, it, it's a big picture here. You know, you can go through Isaiah and try to find just things relating to Jews. But the fact of the matter is, we just got through the section relating to Yahshua and the coming of the suffering servant. One of the most detailed chapters on the coming of the Messiah that has ever been written by a prophet. And Isaiah wrote it. So make no mistake, this is a book both of Jewish and of Christian faith. For when Christ came, he come not to destroy the law or those things that are written, but he came to fulfill. And so while we're here going through things and people play a game and they all have different gods and different names and they do different things and today in America we've got everything different. You know, we've got, we've got people, uh, you know, and I've seen this among the females that are woke. Well, they believe they're a cat or they believe they're something else. I've seen guys do that. I mean, they go around and they dress up like them. They meow. They potty on the floor or wherever they do. They, you know, it just absolutely, these are spirits of confusion and uncleanness. If the devil can get you to fail to understand what God has in store for you, then you're going to miss exactly what the Lord is doing. You've got to understand that all this stuff that's going on in America is anti-God, anti-Christ. In Isaiah 51, 15, But I am the Lord thy God that divided the sea whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. He's the Lord over all agencies. And I divided the sea because I am the Lord. There is nobody greater than I am, and I choose to do this. And there's not one thing you're going to do about it. I am the Lord. I divided the sea. No matter how big the waves were, no matter how strong the wind was, I, the Lord of hosts, that is my name, I have done this. So while you think you're important, you're sitting, you're making laws, you decide to overthrow a nation, you decide you want to teach kids things that are absolutely ridiculous, they're against common sense and against science, and yet you've got generations of them about as confused as you can get. And you think you have America right in the place where you can destroy this country. Well, I'm here, and there's a lot of Christians, and we're praying and believe in God to take you by the nap of the neck and shake you up until you wake up and repent. And if you're not going to repent, then there will be death for those who don't. But we don't want death. We want life. We want good things. We don't want wickedness. We don't want our children learning corruption. And we stand before the God and we plea our case. And this God is a righteous God and I guarantee you he will hear. Even if America is destroyed, we will have a place and we will have righteousness and we will have truth. And the wicked will not be around. For the Lord of hosts is his name, the one in whom we believe. And we can say it another way. In Revelation 1, he says, I am the Almighty. There is no other Almighty. His Father is Almighty, but he has given this into the hands of Yahshua, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 11, 2. Now this is, this is in the New Testament. For I am jealous over you with the godly jealousy, jealousy for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. In the Old Testament Israel was wed right to Jehovah. But that was before the covenant. 
You see, we're not alone. And we can connect exactly what Isaiah is saying. And we can connect 2 Corinthians 11 too. And we understand the twain. Romans 3, 29-31 Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles only. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. And we know that love fulfills the law. We know that through Christ everything is encompassed in him and what he did on the cross. Now see, no matter what you're going to do, Revelation 11.15, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord, the one who is supreme in authority, and of his Christ, Messiah, Jesus Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And all of your plotting and all your evil will be destroyed. So as Christians, you know, you can disbelieve until the cows come home. You can disbelieve after the cows come home and go back to the pasture. You can disbelieve until you're old and can't walk anymore. But the minute you die and stand before God, you will believe at that time and it will be too late. There are no unbelievers no agnostics, no atheists in hell. There is no race, no people, no color, no way, no how that when they get into hell they say that there's no God. Because they know there is. But they squandered their life here and they walked in evil. They opposed the Lord God and everything he did. Well, God sent his son. And it is time for you to wake up, America, because you cannot live on the cuff of division and fornication and godlessness and expect the blessings on this nation. Remember that the wicked and all the nations that forget God will be turned into hell. And right now, that's exactly what you're trying to do to America. And you were foolish enough to think that when you get done, you can make it right. You don't know what you're talking about. And in the name of the Lord, I defy this stuff that these people are doing against this country and against this people. I rebuke and bind you for teaching your children godlessness and lead them in the way of uncleanness. You have countless children that you have led astray. And many of you teachers have been right in the middle of this. And you've used politics and every evil work. And the judgment is on your head even right now. And every work that you work which is evil shall be multiplied back upon you. And when you sit there laying in the dirt and you're almost dead and the worms begin to crawl in and out of your body and you begin to decay, you realize what a fool you have been. But I'm here to tell you that Christ died for you. You don't need to go through that. 
I call upon this nation to repent. I call upon the politicians to repent. I call upon Biden and all those who support his agenda to be removed. I call upon the Christians to stand up and I call upon them to get before the Lord, not to fire guns, but to fire their pleas and their praises to the Lord God and beseech him to heal this land. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare peace. I declare blessing and I declare hope. Wake up. Awaken these in the name of the Lord. So we get to Isaiah 54, 6. For the Lord Jehovah has called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth, when thou wast refused, saith thy God, which is Elohim. See, the Lord God forsook Judah for a while because of their sin. In this case, 70 years. And you had to go through all the grief and all the trouble on the day that God refused what you were doing. That means he's not going to bless him anymore. That means he's not going to defend him anymore. That means he's going to call the enemies upon them. But when it's over, the woman forsaken, God calls her out. The woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, who is a wife of youth and beauty, Yes, when she was younger and God refused her because of her sins and refusing to repent. But God calls her back. Yes, you were forsaken, but you're no more. You were grieved in your spirit, but no more. You were a wife in the day of your youth. But you were refused by the Lord God because of your sins. But Jehovah called his church back to himself. His people. Just as a husband takes back the wife he loved in his youth, so says Kylan Delish. Even though he was angry with her at one time. Yet this whole little sentence here resembles the call of grace upon them. Now see, God talks about the election of grace. In Romans 11, Paul talks about it. They are favored because of the election of grace by the mere fact that they are Judah. By the mere fact that they are connected to the blessings and promises of Abraham. That they came out of the loins of not only Abraham, but his seed Isaac. And God nurtured them through the wilderness and through captivity in Egypt and through 40 years in the wilderness. And God is saying to Israel, I am going to find you a place. I'm going to bring you to myself. And that is now on the shoulders of the one in whom all things fit, and that is Yahshua, Jesus Christ. For he is the Almighty now. Deuteronomy 32, 4-5 He is the rock, his work is perfect, and all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. That's our God. Verse 5 says of the people, They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. 
They are a perverse and crooked generation. Make no mistake, Israel was crooked and perverse. But make no mistake, America today is the same thing. And yes, there's many crooked and perverse nations. But frankly, I'm not in all the nations of the world. I'm here in America, and I've been witnessing this thing practically all my life. And your perversion and crookedness is not good for a nation, and it's not good for you as a people. For sin is a heavy burden, and you cannot bear that, because you're going to stand before the Holy One of Israel, the Lord God. And his Savior and Redeemer and Lord, Yeshua, who is the Almighty. In Isaiah 1.4, this begins right at the beginning of, of, of Isaiah. Matter of fact, Isaiah in chapter 1 was told by the Lord God. Tell the righteous it shall be well with him. And tell the wicked it shall be ill with him. Those are the two promises he gave to Isaiah regarding the people as Isaiah was given the mantle to send these, you know, talk to them and tell them to repent. And he says, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity. Are you listening, America? You don't think you're a sinful nation? You will. You will understand this. A people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They have gone away backward. Now see, remember, Judah at one time wasn't at odds with the Lord God. At one time, America wasn't at odds with the Lord God. But today, America is at odds because of our sins and the things that we have done and we have fallen away. You have taken your children and made them twofold more the child of hell than you yourself are. And you say evil is good and good is evil, but God is saying unto you, you need to repent. Now see, when we were talking about election of grace earlier, it's mentioned in Romans 11, 5 through 6, referring to the children of Israel. Even so, at this present time, also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. And what he's saying here, there's a remnant according to the election of grace, and this is what it is. See, during the Old Covenant, they followed the law. But today, it's by grace. And the election of grace says that if you will believe on the Messiah, repent of your sins, you will find that election of grace will be put into your life and you will be forgiven and you will be restored as a child of God. And Paul is saying that applies to the children of Israel just as much as it does to anybody else. It applies to the Muslim, the Hindu, it applies to white, black, every color you can think of, every sex. But you're not going to escape by pride. That's just the way it is. Or by sins. But there cometh a dark one. Who will deceive the people. And I'm here to tell you. That we're living in times that you don't want to make a mistake. You want to know the truth. Tower and I are here in our shows to bring you that truth. We're not going to lie to you. And we're not going to fill you with oozy, you know, coochie coos, you know. Little things that make you feel good in your sin. 
You got to repent of the sin. You got to walk in the light as he is in the light. 1 John 1. You got to confess your sins. For with the mouth confession is made. You confess the sin. Isaiah 54 7 through 8 For a small moment or in a little anger that's out of the Chaldean Syriac have I forsaken thee Judah in Babylon in captivity see that's where they went but with great mercies will I gather thee that's restoration and deliverance through Cyrus who was God's called anointed one to do that You see, the thing of a deer, for a small moment, in the Chaldean, the Syriac, in, it, it actually means in a little anger. Because you, they wouldn't repent. They wouldn't listen. Now this is a righteous anger. But with great mercies will I gather thee, he says. Because he doesn't want to destroy them. He wants them to repent. And the focus here. Is on the fact it was with great mercy. That God gathered them and restored them. Forgiving them. And I have to tell you. It's with great mercy. That the Lord sent his son. To die on the cross for our sins. To forgive us. Today in America, if you're confused, no matter what you are, God can deliver you. He will forgive you. He will restore you. He will heal you. But sowing to the flesh and being proud and ignoring this will bring the judgment. Isaiah 56, 8 says, The Lord will gather the outcasts of Israel... Yet will I gather others to him besides those that are gathered unto him. So the Lord God who gathered the outcasts of Israel he says yet I'll gather others to him besides those that are gathered. We're all going to be one. He's going to bring us all. Psalm 106, 47 and 48 Save us, O Lord our God and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto thy holy name and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting and let all the people say Amen. Praise ye the Lord. It's important for you to realize where we're at. It's important for you to understand that as we go through Isaiah and we talk about Judah, there's a lot of things that God is doing here. Not just telling us about what happened to Israel, but why. We're talking about how it applies to us as Gentiles today. It applies to America as it applied to Judah, we can look at America and say, we need to learn from this. America, you need to be healed. Your kids are confused. They need to be healed. Stay away from the deceiver. Awaken to the truth. For the house of America could very well be left unto you desolate with nothing left. Father, we thank you for this word. We ask you to bless this word to those who hear it whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness. 
from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of that word. Tower, we got a couple of minutes and we'll close out. I'm, I'm glad the Lord is merciful. He so, has great mercy and we don't uh, understand it all. But anyway, thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you and appreciate you. Thank you for all you do for the Lord. Please pray for us and your brethren around the world as we pray for you. And may God richly bless you for all that you do for him. Good night, everybody. Well, I want to tell you that we have two websites which many people know. Warn-USA.com, DanaGlennSmith.com. And we have lots of teachings, lots of series of things, and we also have a contact page. Go on over there and contact us if you need help or just want to talk. We're on a lot of social media, but we don't I don't do any discussing with social media. If you're serious and you want to know the truth, you go to warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com and send us a message through the contact page. Understand that the things facing America is not over. And Isaiah is a book that we can glean a lot of stuff from. We can learn. These things are put here for our edification and understanding. So we can learn from what happened. But I pray that you will have faith tomorrow and the next day. I pray that you will seek the Lord with everything you have. And I pray that as you do this, the Lord will reveal himself to you and help you in everything you need help. And remember, you can always leave us a message if you have spiritual needs. You've been listening to the WIBR Warren Radio Thursday night broadcast, Battle Lines. And we have been doing the Isaiah series for a long, long time. And the reason we do that for a long time, we're taking it verse by verse, and we are dealing with things that are very, very important. For your soul is important. Your children are important. And this nation is full of enemies today. And they are deceivers. I am the truth, saith the Lord. The way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Enter in at the straight gate, saith the Lord. Turn not your face away from him that shineth as the sun, but embrace him, for he comes. Until next time, God bless, be safe, we'll see you. This is the Watchman. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.